Hello everybody. This is our second Twiglet episode. We're recording this on Wednesday the 14th of September, a few days after the sad passing of Queen Elizabeth. Now, no matter what your thoughts are on the monarchy, this is a time of collective grief, and for many it's been really quite triggering. So today we're revisiting our mental health and nature episode, and we'll be hearing from Kath Wright, who is a nature and forest therapy guide. Our episode last Friday was with Lindsay Bourgon on The Tree Thieves. This is now available fully filmed on YouTube at Sharon Hosgood Associates. Continuing on the theme of our podcast today, I want to talk to you about a really great book on 14 Lessons in Happiness. Now, I don't know about you, but my shelves are teetering with self-help books and I've gleaned various bits from them over the years. But they can be quite thick and sometimes in an emergency, you just need a quick guide. So I really love this book by Gina Ross. Gina gives her own story on what led her to write this book. And Gina helped me personally at a time of great difficulty. But I really find the exercise in here useful anything such as a five-minute meditation on self-acceptance, to how to thank people properly, apologise properly, to how to deal with negative images, daily tips and short exercises. You can get this book from Amazon for $9.99 or as an e-book for free 29 I really recommend it. Well, thank you for listening and look out for our episode on Friday with Matt Wells from Santa Monica all about how he cares for the tree population in a changing climate and lessons we can all learn. So here is Kath Wright. Kath, tell us, what is it that you do? Uh, I'm a nature and forest therapy guide, which means I run forest bathing sessions. How interesting. How did you get into that? Um, It was just over a year ago. It had been June last year. Um, I was away on a work trip and we were offered what's called Days of Adventure as part of a conference that we could take part in. And um, there was one which was a forest bathing session Um, and the forest, I had no idea whatsoever what it was, but the the forest bit intrigued me. Um, It sounded the, just the forest bathing sounded like it was going to be something relaxing. So I, I kind of did a bit of investigation and realised that there was no swimsuits and no bathing was actually going to happen. And um, and, I, and, I, and I booked onto it. And during the session, it was um, it was one of those moments when like it, it just transformed um, how I was that day. You know, through the session, I could start to feel myself grounded and felt more connected to myself and where I was. And and by the end of it, you know, I'd had one of those moments that just completely just stopped me and brought me present to the moment. And um, and yeah, and then it just intrigued me after that as to what it was. And um, but it was a really beautiful experience. Yeah. So you went on to do some proper training, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It, it was like that kind of itch that you can't scratch. You know, over the the next few months, I I just had this feeling that it it was the right thing. It was something, and I didn't know what it was, but I felt that it fitted, and it felt like it was something I wanted to do and help other people to experience. And and I kept faffing. I, I'm a, I'm a good faffer, and and over the next few months, I researched and just kept looking and talking about it, but not actually doing anything. 
everything and and then at some point I kind of applied and then I got a place on a, on a qualification and 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 it all happened um but it was that it just felt like it was the right it was what I knew I wanted to do in the future yeah so what happens when you guide people on a forest bathing experience the first thing is you can you can do it anywhere so you don't need to be in the most beautiful forest in the world or um you know and particularly during these times at the moment there's been a big rise in people doing virtual sessions where people can be in their own home and then it's more about the imagination and um you know it, it you don't have to it, it can be accessible to everybody um but on a normal session as it were i would meet um my guests for the group um in one of our local forests um we tend to try and pick areas where there's forest there's maybe open spaces there's water trying to get all of those elements um in a session um and we can expect to be out for about an hour and a half to maybe two or three hours depending on the group and, and where you are and the weather um and you guide the group through a series of what we called invitations and each one is going to ground them um, a little bit further and open their senses a little bit further. Um, and you start off after you've welcomed everyone, we start off with something called pleasures of presence, which is a part of a standard sequence that we follow. And the pleasures of presence really just brings them into this moment and it just stops you it kind of stops everything that was going on before and it just it just brings you to the moment um and then every invitation after that where we can maybe do between two to three maybe more again depending on the weather and the group and each one is going to look at a different sense so we might be looking at all of the little things that we can see or what's in motion or we might focus on colors um or we might focus on something to do with the water but everything is very much an individual exercise and it's an invitation there's no right or wrong way to do it there's no pass or fail it's a kind of a guidance and people can interpret um and get what they need to do about it but the the important thing is it's it's a very slow process we'll we'll probably walk a mile or less during the whole thing and it's just slow it's a chance to slow down it's a chance to look and appreciate what's around you and just become grounded um and then at the end of the session we finish with tea um which is normally made from the land around us so where I am in the Caledonian pine forest um, we have a lot of pine needle tea silver birch um, we can make it with various flowers um, and, and then there'll be snacks and, and the aim of the tea ceremony is a good time to actually take in some of the land and also just thank the land that we've been on um, but then also just to bring people back to the moment so you can kind of go off into this kind of liminality feeling during it and, and it's important that at the end of a session people might get in their cars and drive off or walk into town and it can be a bit of a kind of whoa what's going on um and the tea just kind of brings everyone back and kind of brings you out of that liminal space that you've gone into um but hopefully you know the lasting effects stay and, and everything so yeah that sounds so wonderful and do you have any sort of personal stories without naming names of people who've experienced this and, and how it's helped them? Yeah, I can, a, a couple definitely stick out in my mind. Um, one of which is my own husband who um, he had um, a head injury about, well, it's just over three years ago now. He had quite a bad head injury and um, oh and as a lasting effect, I mean, he, he's perfectly fine if you were to look at him but he he has sort of memory issues and um uh, use of words can be a bit of a problem at times um but more recently there's quite a bit of anxiety that comes with him now um which Mm -hmm. never used to happen 
And when I came back in January from doing the intensive part of the course at the start of the six months training, um, we used to go out and he was kind of my guinea pig, which is to be expected to go out and practice yeah. with. But um, he particularly on moments on days when it was just too much and he just there was too much going on. There was too much to think about. He would say, you know, can we go out and do a pleasure to presence? And just that 15 minutes of going out into the woods um, at that time of year, there was often snow on the ground, which somehow just made it even nicer you know he'd say can we just go out and do and just that 15 minutes of just snapping him out of wherever he was and just grounding him um back to a point he needed to be and it was it was really nice for me to be able to give that back to him and help him because there isn't much that anyone can do other than just help you know when he asks and um but then one of the first walks that I did he actually, um, one of his friends came along who I, I hadn't met before. Um, and at the beginning of a walk, we normally talk and say, you know, do you have any mobility issues or dietary problems or any, anything we need to be aware of? Um, and she hadn't actually mentioned um, that she was six months in from being diagnosed with MS. Um, and it had been quite a long process to get the diagnosis. Um, and part of it is she feels very uneven on her side. You know, the left side and the right side don't quite match. and Things can be uneven. And at the end of the walk, we were talking and, and I wasn't overly aware of, of issues that she had or, or has. And, and she just said, you know, it's the first time in a long time I felt even. Both of my legs, they just, they just felt even. Um, and that was really nice because, you know, it's not somebody that I know that wants to tell me things I want to hear. Or, um, and it was just really nice to hear that um, because I'd kind of come at this from a, I, I really want to be able to help with mental health problems and um, and potentially kind of addiction issues. You know, that's my kind of area that I want to work with people in. But hearing that from somebody that has a physical um, issue it was really nice and so and you know I was surprised because I wasn't aware of it that's really wonderful how can people find you they can find me on Facebook or Instagram um and I'm under Highland Quiet Life um and my email is highlandquietlife.outlook.com they can drop me a message as well but I'm based in the um in the Cairngorms National Park just outside a town called Granton on Spain how wonderful and you have a podcast as well don't you we do yeah you can head over to podbean or spotify apple wherever you get your podcasts and uh, look for highland quiet life yeah thank you so much for your time calf thank you